I'm back in the studio. Look at it. You see the big time production budget we have with the TV and the, and, the, and I'm outside in the in the brick. I'm back in the studio. The real estate of life is back in the studio. This week we are talking about subject to transactions. Subject to transactions. How do you buy a property without taking on debt for yourself? We're gonna talk about that. I'm back in the studio. I'm feeling good. Mr. Producer got his own new little setup in the background. Y'all can't see it, but he's feeling some kind of way about it. So DJ. Guess what? Hit that music, please. Support for this program comes from the Digital Broadcasting Network, presenting podcasts and web series from everyday people who have an extraordinary passion to make the world a better place. Hey, welcome back to the Real Estate of Life. This is your host, Kevin Riles. And this week, it's Kevin Riles. It's not Kevin Riles and Friends, but we got some friends coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I want to take a point of personal privilege. That's what they say in the church when they're about to say something uh, that's not on the script. Uh, And uh, thank everyone for listening to The Real Estate of Life over the last year, a little bit more than a year. Uh, We're headed towards episode 60 uh, now. And I just was at an event uh, last night here in Houston, and I had four people come up to me, three of which I didn't really know. Uh, saying that, hey, man, I really enjoy your podcast. I really, uh, you know, find it interesting. And I asked them for feedback, give me real feedback. You know, there's anything you want to uh, to see or, or hear. And uh, they said, uh, no, you're doing a great job. So uh, that was really good, uh, unprompted feedback. So I want to uh, thank all of you out there that if I don't see you, but, but just the fact that you're listening or watching the videos uh, is really important to me and Mr. Producer. So we do appreciate that. I also want to give a shout out to Z. Uh, I met Z last night uh, and Z I told him I was going to shout him out uh, because uh, he said he and his wife listen in the car and they're getting into real estate investing and they've gone through and kind of jumped around on my podcast and they even like the motivational podcast. So I told Z I was going to shout him out. So Z, I'm shouting you out uh, as well. I appreciate you and your wife. Uh, listening to me and, and trying to get into real estate investment. That's one of the reasons that uh, I do this. And then I have a favor to ask before we get into today's subject is um, Mr. Producer and I have a goal that we want to increase the uh, number of subscribers to our podcast uh, substantially this year. And so I'm asking you to do a couple things. One, I'm asking you to subscribe. So right now, uh, if you are not, if you're listening to the podcast online from our website or my website, uh, I appreciate that. And I appreciate you looking at the um, uh, at the video. But if you see over to the right, you'll see subscribe buttons. I want you to click over to whatever your preferred choice on your smartphone or smart device is, whether Android or uh, or Apple. Um, product and hit subscribe. Please subscribe, please subscribe, please subscribe. So I want you to subscribe first. Secondly, I want you to share. Please share this either by text. If you go into your podcast and click on a specific podcast uh, and and you really like that subject or whether you like the subject or not, I'm actually just asking you to share it, uh, that you can share it via text to most of your friends, send it out to your friends. And I'm asking you to share it via email. If you receive our email uh, distribution, because every time we have a new podcast, I send out an e-blast, uh, if you could share it. So if you can subscribe and share, I really would uh, appreciate that. I want to grow our subscriber base uh, so that everyone is getting this good information. Uh, so please subscribe and share to The Real Estate of Life with uh, Kevin Riles. You know, you want people to get this good information. I want people to get this good information. So the, the word for 2019, the two words for 2019 are subscribe and share. The word for today, though, is subject to. You notice that all three have S's, subscribe, share, subject to. Y'all get that? Yeah. All right. Subject to. What is subject to? And so um, one of the things that I want to try to do this year was kind of come on 
start the year with maybe some different things. And uh, we have uh, someone coming up in the next couple of weeks that's going to talk about uh, uh, death. Uh, I have a client of mine who owns a string of uh, – of funeral homes and we're going to talk about death and real estate and death and things of that nature and so I think that's important for people uh, to know uh, but I also uh, today uh, wanted to begin the year with talking about uh, different ways to acquire uh, property and I think I may have covered this in an earlier podcast in a very short form but uh, one of the ways that you can purchase a property as an investor or even as a homeowner is a method called subject to all right, subject to, and subject to is, here's the situation. You find a property, uh, the homeowner's either in distress or they don't want the property, but the homeowner has uh, debt on the property. They have a mortgage on the property. And so uh, there are ways to purchase that property without paying off that debt. And so you might ask, well, why would a homeowner want to do that? Most of the time, the homeowner may want to do that because they're in a distressed situation and they're really wanting to get rid of the property one way, shape, or form. Would most homeowners want you to come in either with cash or your own loan to pay off uh, the loan? I'm sure they would, but in, sometimes they get to a point where they just need um, relief from that particular mortgage. And so one of the ways to assist them in doing that uh, is to do a subject to. Subject to, literally, if I put it in a sentence, I am purchasing a property subject to the existing debt, right? I'm purchasing a property subject to the existing debt. So that's where the word subject to, what does that mean? That means that the existing debt that's in place in that property will remain with that property. You will not be paying it off when you purchase the property. A lot of people think that when you purchase a property that the title of the property and the debt on the property are all one transaction, right? That getting title and placing debt on the property or getting ownership and placing debt on the property or lien against the property are one transaction. And really, they can be separated, right? You can gain title to a property um, without paying off the debt, right? And that's where subject two comes in. You can get title to a property. Someone can title right now. I'm sitting in the studio of the worldwide headquarters of channel713.com. And if, if this building had debt on it and I wanted to purchase it, I could purchase this. And when I say purchase it, I mean, if I wanted to, uh, to take possession of this property, the owner of this building could title me the property. In other words, deed me the property, not title, deed me the property. Uh, and there is uh, with existing debt, right? So those are two separate transactions. When you purchase a property, whether it be for your home or for an investment property, you usually do two things. One, the current owner of that property deeds the property over to you, right? And then two, you take out a loan uh, on the property and the lender places a lien against the property that says that this lien will stay in place until you have paid off this note. All right. So those are two separate things. All right. But they typically work in conjunction. What a subject to does is it separates out the deed process and says, OK, Mr. Owner, you are in distress. Are you wanting to, to sell this property? I'm willing to give you X for this property. Right. I might give you five thousand. I might give you one hundred thousand, whatever that deal is. But I don't want to as a uh, as a buyer want to take out new debt. I want to I like your debt structure or you're in a situation where we don't have time. You may be right before foreclosure. So I'm going to bring your note current uh, and I'm going to pay you some money on top of that uh, for your time and trouble. And then I'm going to take over the existing uh, note. And the reason this is also um, 
a little bit popular in the investment world if you can get it done is because a lot of people that are in distress in, in this market have relatively good interest rates. They may have 3.75 or 4% or four and a quarter or whatever the case may be. And so with that being said, they may have a debt structure that is favorable. They may have a, a mortgage note from a principal interest taxes and insurance standpoint that is favorable to be able to lease out the house or ultimately flip the house. So at the end of the day, the motivation of the seller to do a subject two is typically distress, but sometimes it's not distress, it's just, hey, I couldn't sell it, uh, I just wanna get out of it, I don't have to worry about the note anymore, uh, and so uh, I, I, you know, this is an option that, that is available. From the buyer's perspective, what it allows you to do is take, you can do a subject two literally in a day. Um, someone can sign over the note, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, sign off the note. Uh, they can sign over the deed, uh, and you can either record the deed or not record the deed, but you have ownership and have every right of ownership uh, in, in that you would have if you purchased it outright cash or got another loan. Now, let me say what I should have said at the very beginning. Hi, my name is Kevin Riles. I am not an attorney. I just play one on the Real Estate of Life with Kevin Riles. Seek an attorney's advice with all this information. I'm just telling you, based on experience, how this stuff works. Did that sound really official? Yeah, okay. Here we go. Uh, Mr. Mr. Producer gave me a head shake. That sounded like something real. Uh, so anyway, long story short, but no, seriously, you will need an attorney uh, to draw up uh, a, an addendum to a contract uh, or, uh, or, or a subject to contract uh, to do this, but it is possible. So pros and cons of subject twos, right? So I'm gonna go over um, the pros first. The pros, it allows you to acquire property with ease quickly. Uh, it does not uh, preclude you from needing to get title insurance or at least do a title search. So just if someone is in distress, they may also be in distress and paying the taxes. They may also have a, a federal tax lien and that stuff goes with you if you purchase it. So you still need to do your due diligence as far as the property is concerned. That's why I always tell people at least get them under contract and then do your, your due diligence. And then after you do your due diligence with title, uh, even just having someone run a title report, uh, then you know that you're, you're okay as far as the title is concerned. So the pro is that you can close a, a subject to transaction relatively uh, quickly. The other pro is that typically it's gonna be much less money out of pocket uh, than if you went through uh, a lender. Uh, typically, again, if someone is in foreclosure, you're bringing them current, um, you're getting uh, rights to be able to deal with their mortgage company and, and bring them current, and then you may be giving them some uh, uh, money um, to purchase the property or, or for their troubles, all right? So uh, it's typically a much cheaper way to get into a property. Uh, thirdly, what I would say is uh, that it gives you the same rights as on ownership. So you can either rent that property out with the existing uh, debt, or you can flip it. Uh, and again, that's a valid deed that is being signed over to you. And so therefore you could flip uh, that uh, particular property as well, which a lot of folks do. They do a short-term flip, like a quick flip, or they do a you know long-term flip over 12 months. But again, it gives you the right of ownership. Uh, and then the other pro is it gives you another tool in the toolbox to acquire property. Some of you out there, in fact, I talked to a young man last night who said, you know, I've been saving up money. I still don't have enough money to possibly buy an investment property outright. Well, because of the, the savings, this gives you another tool that, hey, you may have enough money to do a subject to if you do it correctly. Uh, because, again, it doesn't cost you typically as much money on average to do a subject to versus uh, anything else. So uh, and then from a from a tool standpoint, 
you know, you can purchase that right. You can uh, uh, do a subject two, or you can pay cash for it. But subject twos again are typically a little bit cheaper. So those are are some some pros as far as subject twos. Um, and let, this is a pro and a con. So I'm gonna put this on both lists. Everyone always asks me, well, what about the due on sale clause in the deed of trust? So when you purchase a property and you have a mortgage, you sign a deed of trust, and that deed of trust literally places a lien against the property. It's a 21-page document that I usually call it the don't pay, don't stay document, right? It says that, hey, if you don't pay this loan, this note that's attached to this, this uh, uh, house, then this is how we will foreclose on you. And one of the things in that deed of trust is a section called the due on sale clause. And the due on sale clause says that the uh, bank has the right, and I'm, I'm pausing there, pregnant pause, has the right to call the note due upon the sale of the property, sale being the transfer of the deed. So people typically are nervous about doing a subject two because they feel that if I sign over the deed, then the, the bank is going to call the note, right? Because that's what the deed of trust says. But the deed of trust says you have, you have a right to do it. The bank has a right to call it. It doesn't mean that they will. And practice over 20 years has said that as long as the bank is getting their money, especially if it was a, a property that was they were behind on the note, the bank doesn't care where the money is coming from as long as they're getting it, right? And so, again, seek the advice of an attorney, but the deed of trust does not say that they will. They definitely will call the note. It says that they have the right to do. And experience has told me, uh, based on my own experience and then also just investors that have done this, is that they will continue um, to be okay as long as they're getting a note uh, from someone, all right, getting the, the payment from someone. And so the pro of that is that you you can continue to pay the note. The bank doesn't care as long as they are getting the, um, the payment. The con of that is um, if you have an issue with the bank. And so what some uh, subject to investors will do is they will get a uh, power of attorney that's, that from the buyer uh, basically giving them right to deal with the bank on a consistent basis. So they will fax that power of attorney or get that power of attorney to the lender so that uh, they can call on the borrower's behalf to deal with the insurance, find out about the escrow, and deal anything that they need to do as far as the bank is concerned. Because if you have a mortgage with anyone, you I just can't call on your mortgage to find out what's going on. I would have to have your permission to do so. And so typically, as a part of the transaction, a, a power of attorney is executed so that the the who the loan uh, name is in, they have... Um, they give permission to the subject to buyer uh, to, to deal with the uh, the bank. And so that can be a con. And the only way I've really seen it being a con is if there is a uh, insurance event during Hurricane Harvey, uh, for instance, here in Houston, or if there's a fire, then the bank uh, is going to deal with the person that has the loan in their name, right? And so if that person has now moved on from the house, then you need to kind of have permission to be able to do that. But ultimately, if, if there is a loss, when the insurance company uh, insures that particular property, the bank typically cuts a check to the, to, the, to the contractor in the current person's name that's with the loan and the contractor. And so you still have to have access. Now, the likelihood of that happening 
is probably very slim, but it has happened in the past. But I would say probably less than, if I had to guess, less than 5% of the time. So therefore, subject to, if, as long as you don't have a, a, a insurance event, uh, again, that can be a con as well. And really, that's the only uh, con. The other con for the borrower is that you are hoping that the subject to buyer is paying the note on time and that you have avoided by giving up ownership uh, um, the possibility of foreclosure and things of that nature. And so uh, that's a con for the potential seller of a subject to, uh, but nine times out of 10, they are selling it subject to because they're in distress or don't want the property uh, anyway. And for the seller of a subject to, obviously, you, the loan is still in your name. It still counts against your debt to income ratio. So it may be difficult to go buy another property because that property is still being counted against your debt to income ratio. But again, these are usually in distressed situations. So subject to is a creative way, but it's been around forever for you to be able to purchase a property. Uh, and I think, you know, in, in one nine for uh, what I was am trying to do is give people other methods methods of acquiring a property, especially in this market where, where deals are a little tight and people are looking for ways uh, to get into real estate without necessarily having to uh, be in a situation where they need a whole lot of cash uh, outlay up front. And you can also assign subject twos as well. So for those of you that are interested in wholesaling, and we'll do some podcasts with some wholesalers, um, then you know this may be a, a way uh, to do that. So I wanted to start off uh, this year with a subject two, but again, remember the three S's for today. First and foremost, subscribe. Please, can you see that little subscribe button on your phone? Just click on it real quick, subscribe. Um, then second of all, share. Please share uh, The Real Estate of Life. Uh, we've gotten such good feedback. We really want you to, uh, to uh, share it. And then when you get out there and you start looking for, for deals, you know, think about subject two. I will tell you that you need to get uh, an attorney to assist you. Uh, for those of you out there that are in Texas, uh, it is recommended, at least by attorneys I talk to, that you use a one to four family trek contract to do this, but that you get an attorney uh, to draw up a uh, subject to addendum to that particular contract. Uh, so some of you out there, if you have questions about that, feel free to, to contact me at the office. I'll give my uh, phone number out, 281-403-3700, 281-403-3700. And then of course my email is kevin at kevinrilescommercial.com. And by the way, this works with residential and commercial uh, as well. So that's how we starting off the 2019. I know this wasn't long, but I want to come in to the studio, drop a little knowledge on you for the 1-9. Uh, and I can't wait to, to get this year going. I will see you next week. <laughs>